Section 34, Volume 5 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Easton. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 5, Section 34, 489th through 492nd Night. When it was the 489th night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Bulukia and Afan heard these words, they repented them with exceeding penitence and went their ways. Such was their case. But as regards myself, continued the serpent queen, I went in quest of my host, and found it fallen in piteous case, the stronger of them having grown weak in my absence, and the weaker having died. When they saw me, they rejoiced, and flocking about me, asked, What hath befallen thee? and where hast thou been so i told them what had passed after which i gathered my forces to ether and repaired with them to the mountain kaf where i was wont to winter summer freshing in the place where thou now seest me o hasib karim al-din this then is my story and what befell me thereupon hasib marvelled at her words and said to her I beseech thee of thy favor, bid one of thy guards bear me forth to the surface of the earth, that I may go to my people. She replied, O Hasib, thou shalt not have leave to depart from us till winter come, and needs must thou go with us to the mountain Kaf, and solace thyself with the sight of the hills, and sands, and trees, and birds, magnifying the one God the victorious and look upon marids and ifrits and jinn whose number none knoweth save almighty allah when hasib heard this he was sore chafed and chagrined then he said to her tell me of afan and bulukia when they departed from thee and went their way did they cross the seven seas and reach the burial place of our lord solomon or not and if they did had they power to take the ring or not answered she know that when they left me they anointed their feet with the juice and walking over the water fared on from sea to sea diverting themselves with the wonders of the deep nor ceased they faring till they had traversed the seven seas and came in sight of a mountain soaring high in air whose stones were emeralds and whose dust was musk and in it was a stream of running water when they made it they rejoiced saying each to the other verily we have won our wish and they entered the passes of the mountain and walked on till they saw from afar a cavern surmounted by a great dome shining with light so they made for the cavern 
and entering it beheld therein a throne of gold studded with all manner jewels and about it stools whose number none knoweth save allah almighty and they saw lying at full length upon the throne our lord solomon clad in robes of green silk inwoven with gold and broidered with jewels and precious minerals his right hand was passed over his breast and on the middle finger was the seal ring whose lustre outshone that of all other gems in the place then afan taught bulukia adjurations and conjurations galore and said to him repeat these conjurations and cease not repeating until i take the ring then he went up to the throne but as he drew near unto it lo a mighty serpent came forth from beneath it and cried out at him with so terrible a cry that the whole place trembled and sparks flew from its mouth saying be gone or thou art a dead man but afan busied himself with his incantations and suffered himself not to be startled thereby then the serpent blew such a fiery blast at him that the place was like to be set on fire and said to him woe to thee except thou turn back i will consume thee hearing these words bulukia left the cave but afan who suffered himself not to be troubled went up to the prophet then he put out his hand to the ring and touched it and strove to draw it off the lord solomon's finger and behold the serpent blew on him once more and he became a heap of ashes such was his case but as regards bulukia he fell down in a swoon and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the four hundred and ninetieth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the queen continued when bulukia saw afan burnt up by the fire and become a heap of ashes he fell down in a swoon thereupon the lord magnified be his majesty bade gabriel descend earthwards and save him ere the serpent should blow on him so gabriel descended without delay and finding afan reduced to ashes and bulukia in a fit aroused him from his trance and saluting him asked how camest thou hither bulukia related to him his history from first to last adding know that i came not hither but for the love of mohammed whom allah assain and save of whom afan informed me that his mission would take place at the end of time moreover that none should foregather with him but those who endured to the latter days by drinking of the water of life through means of solomon's seal so i accompanied him hither and there befell him what befell 
but I escaped the fire, and now it is my desire that thou inform me where Muhammad is to be found. Quoth Gabriel, O Balukia, go thy ways, for the time of Muhammad's coming is yet far distant. Then he ascended up to heaven forthright, and Bulukia wept with sore weeping, and repented of that which he had done, calling to mind my words, whenas I said to them, Far is it from man's power to possess himself of the ring. Then he descended from the mountain, and returned in exceeding confusion to the seashore, and passed the night there, marvelling at the mountains and seas and islands around him. When morning dawned, he anointed his feet with the herb-juice, and, descending to the water, set out and fared on over the surface of the seas, days and nights, astonied at the terrors of the main and the marvels and wonders of the deep, till he came to an island as it were the Garden of Eden. So he landed, and finding himself in a great and pleasant island, paced about it, and saw with admiration that its dust was saffron, and its gravel carnelian, and precious minerals. Its hedges were of jessamine, its vegetation was of the goodliest of trees, and of the brightest of odiferous shrubs. Its brushwood was of comarin, and sumatran aloes wood, and its reeds were sugar-canes. Round about it were roses, and narcissus, and amaranths, and gilly-flowers, and chamomiles, and white lilies, and violets, and other flowers of all kinds and colors. Of a truth, the island was the goodliest place, abounding in space, rich in grace, a compendium of beauty, material and spiritual. The birds warbled on the boughs with tones far sweeter than chaunt of Koran, and their notes would console a lover whom longings unman. And therein the gazelle frisked free and fain, and wild cattle roamed about the plain. Its trees were of tallest height, its streams flowed bright, its springs welled with water sweet and light, and all therein was a delight to sight and sprite. Bulukia marvelled at the charms of the island, but knew that he had strayed from the way he had first taken in company with Afan. He wandered about the place and solaced himself with various spectacles until nightfall, when he climbed into a tree to sleep. But as he sat there, musing over the beauty of the sight, behold, the sea became troubled, and there rose up to the surface a great beast, which cried out with a cry so terrible that every living thing upon the isle trembled. As Bulukia gazed upon him from the tree, and marvelled at the bigness of his bulk, he was presently followed unexpectedly by a multitude of other sea-beasts in kind manifolds, each holding in his forepaw a jewel which shone like a lamp, 
so that the whole island became as light as day for the lustre of the gems after a while there appeared from the heart of the island wild beasts of the land none knoweth their number save allah the most high amongst which bulukia noted lions and panthers and lynxes and other ferals and these land beasts flocked down to the shore and foregathering with the sea beasts conversed with them till daybreak when they separated and each went his own way thereupon bulukia terrified by what he had seen came down from the tree and making the sea shore anointed his feet with the magical juice and set out once more upon the surface of the water he fared on days and nights over the second sea till he came to a great mountain skirting which ran a wadi without end the stones whereof were magnetic iron and its beasts lions and hares and panthers he landed on the mountain foot and wandered from place to place till nightfall when he sat down sheltered by one of the base hills on the seaside to eat of the dried fish thrown up by the sea presently he turned from his meal and behold a huge panther was creeping up to rend and raven him so he anointed his feet in haste with the juice and descending to the surface of the water fled walking over the third sea in the darkness for the night was black and the wind blew stark nor did he stay his course till he reached another island whereon he landed and found there trees bearing fruits both fresh and dry so he took of these fruits and ate and praised allah almighty after which he walked for solace about the island till eventide and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the four hundred and ninety-first night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that bulukia continued the queen walked for solace about the island till eventide when he lay down to sleep as soon as day break he began to explore the place and ceased not for ten days after which he again made the shore and anointed his feet and setting out over the fourth sea walked upon it many nights and days till he came to a third island of fine white sand without sign of trees or grass he walked about it a while but finding its only inhabitants sakers which nested in the sand he again anointed his feet and trudged over the fifth sea walking night and day till he came to a little island whose soil and hills were like crystal therein were the veins wherefrom gold is worked and therein also were marvellous trees whose like he had never seen in his wanderings for their blossoms were in hue as gold 
he landed and walked about for diversion till it was nightfall when the flowers began to shine through the gloom like stars seeing this sight he marvelled and said assuredly the flowers of this island are of those which wither under the sun and fall to the earth where the winds smite them and they gather under the rocks and become the elixir which the folk collect and thereof make gold he slept there all that night and at sunrise he again anointed his feet and descending to the shore fared on over the sixth sea nights and days till he came to a fifth island here he landed and found after walking an hour or so two mountains covered with a multitude of trees whose fruits were as men's heads hanging by the hair and others whose fruits were green birds hanging by the feet also a third kind whose fruits were like aloes if a drop of the juice fell on a man it burnt like fire and others whose fruits wept and laughed besides many other marvels which he saw there then he returned to the seashore and finding there a tall tree sat down beneath it till supper-time when he climbed up into the branches to sleep as he sat considering the wonderful works of allah behold the waters became troubled and there rose therefrom the daughters of the sea each mermaid holding in her hand a jewel which shone like the morning they came ashore and foregathering under the trees sat down and danced and sported and made merry whilst Belukia amused himself with watching and wondering at their gambols which were prolonged till the morning when they returned to the sea and disappeared then he came down and anointing his feet set out on the surface of the seventh sea over which he journeyed two whole months without getting sight of highland or island or broadland or lowland or shoreland till he came to the end thereof and so doing he suffered exceeding hunger so that he was forced to snatch up fishes from the surface of the sea and devour them raw for stress of famine in such case he pushed on till in early forenoon he came to the sixth island with trees a-growing and rills a-flowing where he landed and walked about looking right and left till he came to an apple-tree and put forth his hand to pluck of the fruit when lo one cried out to him from the tree saying and thou draw near to this tree and cut of it aught i will cut thee in twain so he looked and saw a giant forty cubits high being the cubit of the people of that day whereat he feared with sore fear and refrained from that tree then said he to the giant 
why dost thou forbid me to eat of this tree replied the other because thou art a son of adam and thy father adam forgot the covenant of allah and sinned against him and ate of the tree quoth bulukia what thing art thou and to whom belongeth this island with its trees and how art thou named quoth the tall one my name is sharachia and trees and island belong to king sakhr i am one of his guards and in charge of his dominion presently adding but who art thou and whence comest thou hither bulukia told him his story from beginning to end and sharachia said be of good cheer and brought him to eat so he ate his fill and taking leave of the giant set out again and ceased not faring on over the mountains and sandy deserts for ten days at the end of which time he saw in the distance a dust cloud hanging like a canopy in air and making towards it he heard a mighty clamour cries and blows and sounds of melee presently he reached a great wadi two months journey long and looking whence the shouts came he saw a multitude of horsemen engaged in fierce fight and the blood running from them till it railed like a river their voices were thunderous and they were armed with lance and sword and iron mace and bow and arrow and all fought with the utmost fury at this sight he felt sore affright and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the four hundred and ninety-second night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the queen continued when bulukia saw the host in fight he felt sore affright and was perplexed about his case but whilst he hesitated behold they caught sight of him and held their hands one from other and left fighting then a troop of them came up to him wondering at his make and one of the horsemen said to him what art thou and whence camest thou hither and whither art wending and who showed thee the way that thou hast come to our country quoth he i am of the sons of adam and am come out distracted for the love of mohammed whom allah bless and preserve but i have wandered from my way quoth the horseman never saw we a son of adam till now nor did any ever come to this land and all marvelled at him and at his speech but what are ye o creatures asked bulukia and the rider replied we are of the john so he said o knight what is the cause of the fighting amongst you and where is your abiding place and what is the name of this valley and this land he replied our abiding place is the white country and every year 
Allah Almighty commandeth us to come hither and wage war upon the unbelieving Jan. Asked Bulukia, And where is the white country? And the horseman answered, It is behind the mountain Kaf, and distant seventy-five years' journey from this place, which is termed the land of Shaddad, son of Ad. We are here for holy war, and we have no other business when we are not doing battle than to glorify God and hallow him. Moreover, we have a ruler, King Sakhar, highs and needs must thou go with us to him, that he may look upon thee for his especial delight. Then they fared on, and he with them, till they came to their abiding place, where he saw a multitude of magnificent tents of green silk, none knoweth their number save Allah the Most High, and in their midst a pavilion of red satin, some thousand cubits in compass, with cords of blue silk, and pegs of gold and silver. Baluchia marvelled at the sight, and accompanied them as they fared on, and, behold, this was the royal pavilion. So they carried him into the presence of King Sakhr, whom he found seated upon a splendid throne of red gold, set with pearls, and studded with gems, the kings and princes of the John being on his right hand, and on his left his counsellors and emirs and officers of state, and a multitude of others. The king, seeing him, bade introduce him, which they did, and Bulukia went up to him and saluted him after kissing the ground before him. The king returned his salute and said, Draw near me, O mortal. And Bulukia went close up to him. Hereupon the king, commanding a chair to be set for him by his royal side, bade him sit down and asked him, Who art thou? And Bulukia answered, I am a man, and one of the children of Israel. Tell me thy story, cried King Sakhar, and acquaint me with all that hath befallen thee, and how thou camest to this my land. So Bulukia related to him all that had occurred in his wanderings, from beginning to end. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 34 Recording by Eva Easton, Slotesburg, New York, June 2011